0: We're friends to the end remember this is the end friend <laughs>
1: Welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. I've been looking forward to getting this guest on since the very beginning of starting this podcast. You know him as Andy Barkley in Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and most recently, the brand new Chucky television show, which has become a major overnight success. Alex and I have known each other for over 10 years now, and I usually never talk to him about Chucky, mainly out of respect for him as a person, but not today. Today, we went balls to the wall with Chucky Talk discussing the films, his life after his young acting career went on the back burner, and how he later jumped back into the spotlight. I want to give my sincerest thanks to Alex for giving us his time. I know he's gotten asked so many of the same questions over the years, so I wanted to do my best to change it up a little bit and hopefully get some new information out of him. If you're a fan of his work, be sure to follow him on Instagram at Alex underscore Vincent and check out his website, which is AlexVincent.BigCartel.com where you can purchase autographs, his poetry books, and even video calls where you can chat with Alex one-on-one. All that barely scratches the surface on what he has on there, so be sure to check it out. Be sure to follow our podcast on Spotify and Apple Music, as well as Instagram at Kellen's Petty Talk Show to keep up to date on all the new guest announcements. I'm going to have Brett Jones, the guitarist of legendary pop-punk band Fireworks on the show soon, as well as a brand new film discussion episode with my boy Jeremy Moorhead, so be sure to look out for those when they drop. Without further ado, check your dials for batteries, watch the nine o'clock news, and hang up the phone if it's Charles, because a new episode starts right now. Sit back, relax, and shut up
2: and drive before I kick your
1: fucking teeth in. Not sure if you're aware the other podcasts don't compare. What she's doing I need all ears On me As I interview Legends for thee so Grab your friends Your dog And your fish It's time to rip A new episode For the kids So sit back And, and enjoy the show Welcome to Kelly All right, so thanks for being here, Alex. Uh, We first met back in October 2011 at the Erie Horror Film Festival in Erie, Pennsylvania. Is that where it was? Yeah. How old old were you? Shit, I was uh, 14. I was 15, I think. He was a baby. (laughs) Little wee man. Um, I mean, I I went over to your table to get an autograph from you, and as you were signing it, you looked up and you noticed that you knew me from Facebook, which I thought thought that was insane, because obviously that was like my second convention I'd ever gone to. So just the thought of like somebody I'm going to meet knowing who I was was just crazy for
2: you were you know. already making a name for yourself. Yeah, it was wild.
1: I loved it. Um, but yeah, at the time you had never seen Seed of Chucky, and mm. I'm guessing you were probably still a little bitter about like Child's Play three. So it was just it's <laughs> probably it's just, true. It's just crazy to think that over the last ten years you've done two movies, a TV show, countless appearances, and you know all the music studio stuff. So I got to yeah. hand it to you, man. Like you've you've killed it the last decade. Well, thank you, Congrats, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, last last time I saw you was in Jersey a couple months back, and you introduced me to Fiona Dorif at uh, Monster Palooza or what's it called, Monster Mania.
3: And Monster Mania. Uh,
1: yeah. I had never met Fiona Dorif yet, so you literally just introduced me to her, and that was super cool. And that was also my first time meeting Brad. So, oh yeah, that was a cool opportunity. I waited five hours, which was pretty miserable.
4: I was meet, surprised uh, that he. Yeah. I was surprised he showed up to that thing, man. Uh, he, he seems like from you know past appearances that he had done that he might have been someone that was with the whole covid thing might have uh stayed away from it because he doesn't do a lot of these shows anymore yeah well he
2: he he, uh he did stay away for a while i mean he wasn't going to be doing conventions at all i mean i think by the this last monster mania we've gotten to a point where you know, we gotta gotta do what we gotta do. We gotta live our lives here. Um, yes, yeah. but but he was very, you know, he had a mask on almost the entire time. Yeah, uh, he was pretty strict with it for himself, which you know, I I can respect. So
4: sure, yeah, sure.
1: You actually, uh, you got to meet a bunch of my family members recently at an appearance you did in Buffalo at the uh, Ever Haunt haunted house. Uh, how were they? Were they cool or were they just absolutely crazy? Oh man, they
2: they sucked.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah of course of course they were great
0: yeah so how did you guys meet alex for the first time go ahead ed uh what was it i think it was Scaricon 2013 uh because kellen and i did like a short film that we screened there and i think that was like our ticket to there and then uh <laughs> i remember like uh kellen was like let's go look for alex i'm sure he's somewhere and then we were just looking around and then some random stranger said to us Oh, we just saw Alex. He was over by so-and-so in the resort. I, I think he has a bottle of Jack with him, but it was a bottle of iced tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Somebody <laughs> that said that wasn't that. Jack, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, like, uh, I think we were just like, I think we were just looking at We were like, oh, there he is. You well, came out of, like, a
1: house guest screening, I think. That that movie House Guest you did he back He did. I think it was. Cause. yeah.
0: I think it was. Yeah. And then I think we all just caught up in that. We just kept seeing each other over the weekend a lot. And then Yeah. and then we all sat down and had dinner at that buffet. And I you, I remember you kept eating Kellen's food.
2: <laughs> I did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was a buffet, wasn't it? I mean, it was.
0: It was. <laughs> I, th-
2: I thought I thought his plate was fair game. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think you were grabbing his orange chicken. But yeah. Orange chicken? <laughs>
2: okay.
1: <laughs> that's when I that's when we ran into Tony Todd at that buffet too. That that's fun. right that's right dude yeah. his
4: he's a he's a foodie man he's a funny todd's instagram is like yeah. nothing but food stuff man it's yeah. hilarious <laughs> i'm always uh, like oh what what's the candy man eating tonight all right cool <laughs> <laughs> so dude i think i met you at the uh the huge child's play reunion at horror hound and i don't know if that was 2015 or 16 uh do you do you remember alex what year that was yeah, it was a huge reunion um I, one of the biggest ones that uh that has been put on for childhood. Oh wait, where
2: where was it? Which one? Horror Hound. Oh yes, okay. So yeah, that was like
4: uh 2017 maybe. I think, yeah, I thought I it was either 2016 or 2017. It was after Colt.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
4: Yep. Yep. So that that's where I met you, and which was great, man, because uh had all my child's play stuff signed, which is which is great. You know, it's 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 fun. I just went to uh the Chiller Theater. Uh, like two months ago, and Ed Gale was there, and his line was like a million miles long, and it's just so yeah. cool to see all the love for Child's Play that's still out there, man.
2: Oh yeah, it's it's amazing, it's incredible. And the main reason
1: that the love is still out there coming back is the brand new TV show that we want to congratulate you on. You know, you guys just got picked up for a second season, which is incredible. Uh, The series has gotten better and better with each episode, honestly, in my opinion. I think it's just it's gotten incredible over the over the whole season.
4: Yeah.
1: And seeing you and and Christina Lease back at it has been such a treat. So how are you enjoying like the overwhelmingly positive reaction?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, people don't agree with anything on anything these days. You know, I've been saying as a joke, you know, people don't agree that pizza is good food as much as they're agreeing that this show's awesome. Like yeah. uh, it would take an hour to find a negative comment mm-hmm. online, you know? Um, so that's more than we ever hoped for. Um, you know, we knew that it was going to be great, but yeah, to this, to this extent of uh united positivity for it is it, it's, uh, it's just doesn't happen anymore, honestly, for anything. So uh,
1: the uh, the Rotten Tomato Tomatoes score took me by surprise actually ninety percent certified fresh that's insane yeah awesome. who would have thought for like anything horror in general they always put it rotten absolutely yeah
3: yeah
4: <laughs> so did you guys did you guys have like a, like it, the whole plot written like was that presented to you or did you literally get every single script at one time or was it kind of as you went thing
2: um I got the first script I got the pilot first. Mm-hmm. And I read that and really enjoyed it. And then I got uh, one through five, I think, all at once. Mm -hmm. And then I got six and seven at once. And then eight. Nice. So
1: when did you first hear you'd be coming back for the Chucky show? Was this like a while back?
2: Well, yeah, it was it was I mean, in 2017, when we made Cult of Chucky, I knew that this was Don's intention Mm -hmm. was to turn this into a tv series next um intentions and actualities in this business are not yeah. one and the same uh so it was and then we had a couple obstacles thrown in our way um you know we had the the major obstacle that everyone dealt with with, with COVID, obviously
3: yeah
2: um but you know there was that other film and everything that made things more complicated and it was, his, his, he had a, a daunting task ahead of him to get this greenlit. You know, mm-hmm. take taking a, a beloved franchise like, like the Chucky films and transforming that into a TV series is something that a lot of people didn't think would work. That's um, my cat. Uh, a lot of people didn't think that would work, uh, but they weren't as imaginative as Don Mancini is, I suppose, because it worked and it worked fabulously well. Very
1: well. Yeah. Um, what was the protocol with shooting in Canada? I know you had to quarantine for like a few weeks before you, you know, you could be around anybody else. What was that like? Yeah, that was
2: that was difficult because, you know, we had gone through it here the way that we did. I mean, I'm in Florida where <clears throat> people didn't want to take it very seriously this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <That's clears throat> And that, you know, they were, they were too laxed and too unaware and of uh, what needed to be done, in my opinion. Um, but we were at a point where, you know, we felt, I wouldn't want to say past it, but had t- taken major strides past it. And then to go to Canada, where everything was still, there was no indoor dining still when I got there in June of, of this year um it was still just pick things up and then they opened up patios um but we still weren't allowed to go inside anywhere until like the end of my stay there and they had a quarantine rule of yeah when you come into the country you have to quarantine for 14 days and it's very monitored i mean they show up uh, they show up unannounced the government of canada shows up unannounced at your door to make sure that you're abiding by um the quarantine rules so yeah, that was, that was pretty, in, pretty intense. Um, what did you do to occupy your time that whole time? I know you did like the, the live streams and stuff. Yeah, I did. I did some Instagram lives. I had my Xbox with me. I played some video games and nice. I, um, I went there with all kinds of ideas of being productive as a yeah. creative person. I spent years fantasizing of, Oh, wouldn't it be great to just be locked in a room for a month with all my creative tools and just be creative. And then when I got there, I found that I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do any, any of it. Um, And I, I I still regret that kind of, I feel like I wasted an opportunity there, but, but I, I I think the best way I can explain it is that maybe mentally I was just so focused on doing this TV show that i had no room left in me to be creative in any other way yeah. um i wrote a couple of poems while i was there but like i had music equipment there with me i couldn't get myself to focus on any of it mm-hmm. um i was just trying not to not to overeat and i was trying to yeah get good sleep and i was trying to be ready for for the days that i was going to be on set and have all my stuff memorized and you know, I, I was really focused on trying to do a good job, and mm-hmm. it it made my my free time in Canada almost exclusively wasted. Yeah, because I just didn't, I just didn't, and couldn't, and wasn't trying to.
1: And I know you flew to the Buffalo airport, and somebody drove you across the border to get there. Um, yeah. So how how does that work? Because I
2: know the border was closed. So how? Well, is it- I had a I had a work permit to work in Canada, so okay. they make exceptions for that. And the reason why I did that, by the way, first of all, is because of direct flights. There were no direct flights to Toronto. Yeah. But um, the reason, uh, the bigger reason why we did it that way is because if you fl- flew in, you had to spend three days in a government facility hotel first. Oh wow! And then finish your quarantine Fuck in your that. own accommodation. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, by driving, I was able to avoid that. At least I was still mm-hmm. I was still trapped for two weeks, the same amount of time, but it was all just in in the apartment I had. How
1: did you like getting the full access to all the the uh, dispensaries while you were shooting in Canada? That
2: was great and very helpful. Um, yeah. <laughs> and even even during quarantine, they had a lot of delivery services. So that you know, I had everything delivered to my house, including weed. Like yeah. so, it was pretty good in florida you have to have like a metal car- medical card right you do yes, yeah. so which of course i have i had it the day it became available of but, course yeah yeah um <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, so what was it like having the whole gang back together including jennifer tilly christina Leese, fiona doris mixed with all the great talent of the new young actors that have been added to the
2: story it's great i mean i mean the, the kids were excellent you know we didn't know what to expect we knew that we weren't really the leads of this christine and i We certainly weren't leads i mean we knew jennifer and and fiona weren't really the leads so Mm -hmm. you know the kids being great was critical to this show being awesome um and they yeah they impressed us right from the start and they're very very sweet kids um we've been very lucky in the chucky family that we we pretty much exclusively work with nice people yeah um So, you know, it's maybe that's just good luck, but uh, nobody nobody was difficult. Nobody was uh, full of themselves or anything like that. Nobody thought more of themselves than anyone else around them. I think everybody was really excited to be a part of something with such a big legacy. Um, That's the best kind of atmosphere,
1: too, on a set. Yeah,
2: if you're a young actor, you're 14 years old, you book a TV show, that's already just incredible news for you. I mean, you can't can't imagine how good that feels and then for it to be something that they've heard of their whole lives whether they were fans or not or you saw yeah. the movies or not they know Chucky everybody knows Chucky so everyone does um so yeah so so I think the series the story having the legacy that it had has um really kept everybody on their game and excited to be there and you know when people are happy and excited to be there that they work better you know absolutely
1: when you first heard or were approached about the story being transition, transitioned into an eight episode televised run, were you or any of the other
2: actors skeptical of how it would pan out? No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I can't speak for anyone else. Um, I have ultimate faith in Don to, that, you know, I knew that, I knew this would be great. And I knew that, um, I knew that he had a little more control than he's had at other times. Uh, He was the showrunner here. I mean, with every, with every project, you have to pitch it to the studio and they have to approve things, but you know, different studios work differently and some really want to keep control and give you a hard time about every little thing that you want to do. And some trust that you're going to do a great job and they kind of let you do your thing. And I think Don had a little bit more freedom in this one than he's had uh, for, for a little bit. So Mm -hmm.
1: I remember just being a little worried when they announced that it was going to be on sci-fi. And I think it got a lot of flack around that time when that was announced because people thought it was going to be a very toned down version with minimal blood, no swearing. And I guess we're just happy to report that this show has surpassed all expectations. The kills are brutal. Chucky is as profane as anybody would expect. And the doll looks fantastic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree with all of that. And um, that was not a fear of mine because I had that conversation with Don right in the very beginning. Like we're going to TV, like Chuck, he's got to be able to do what he does, at, you know? Um, and he said, oh, oh, he will. It's, it's after 10 o'clock. We'll get to do whatever we want, basically. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was confident right from the start that even though I know that was a common worry, yeah, I knew that if people were willing to give it a chance, they would be pleasantly surprised. Um, and, and and they were.
1: And, and it seems like you guys really got away with a lot there. I was actually surprised with some of
2: the stuff that was on there. I was like, holy shit. I think we pushed the envelope further than we have in any of our films. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
4: I, I I agree. I actually just finished the last episode before we hopped on the uh, the Zoom call here, so it's super fresh for yeah. me and uh, I-, I loved it through and through it Was a fantastic ending to the first season. Thank and you. I'm stoked that you guys are uh, doing a second season, but uh, what was it, what has it been like continuing Andy Barclay's story as an adult? Well,
2: you know, Andy and I have a lot of parallels. Um, yeah, We're not that different in, in a lot of ways. Um, Chuck, he was a massive part of my childhood too. There were times where uh, I would, I would consider the experience with him um, traumatic to my life, not traumatic in the sense of like, it's a horror film and it's scary, no, nothing like that.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and, and I always appreciated it, but it altered the direction of a child, young child's life, big time. Um, and I resisted that as much as I could. That's why I stayed in New Jersey. That's why I kind of gave up auditioning why I didn't want really to be in that business is because I didn't want this to, to change my life. I wanted to be in control of what, where my life went and the things that I wanted to do. I didn't yeah. want to, I did not want to feel like I had to be an actor. I had to perform. Um, but as much as I resisted that, you know uh, I think Chucky does get into your psyche uh, when yeah, you're that absolutely. close to him. Um, and so he did. So we, we have a lot of those kind of parallels. Um, so going back and playing this character isn't much of a stretch for me. I understand the character better than any of you guys do. Um, it's been my whole life. I mean, it's been, it's been in my life since the very beginning. And, and it's funny, you know, sometimes when people try to be like rude and talk shit, um, they say stuff like, Oh, all you ever did was Chuck. That's who your whole life is. It's a child's play movies. You wouldn't have let me had it have it any other way. Like, exactly. you think that was my, I think that's like, I had an option there. Like yeah. I was going to be Andy Barkley to everyone for the rest of my life, no matter what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, No. Yeah. And I, I've, I've, I'm long past that. Trust me. I, I'm fine <laughs> with that now, but um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I, this, I had no choice, but to embrace this. Uh, It was, it was an amazing thing that I got to do as a kid. It still touches people to this day, one way or another. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, and I did it with such amazing people and people that mean a lot to me. Um, People that mean everything to me. So uh, yeah, it was, it was it's really easy to fall back into the character that part was fine uh you know changing my life around to be on television again and and leaving for two and a half three months and the extra attention and everything is is a, a bit of a shift but not really i mean i've been andy barkley since i'm six years old so yeah uh we're 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 one in the same in a lot of ways
0: so, with you and Christine Elise having returned, would we? Is there any chance we'll see the return of Catherine Hicks and Chris Sarandon?
2: I don't know, but you just won the prize for the millionth time. Someone
0: asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be great to see all of you on screen together again. I think that's what a lot of fans would love to see.
2: Well, it's not. It's not. It's not just snap your fingers and things that we want to happen happen. <laughs> So there, there's there's a you know that that's it's a decision that's way beyond me and uh, involves would involve several people wanting that to happen, including Catherine Hicks. I mean, she'd have to want to do it, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I don't know whether she does, or doesn't. So I want to see that bum come back, the guy that goes
1: steal this. Yeah,
2: everybody. <laughs> Everybody wants that guy, him and Tyler. It's just, <laughs> yes, everybody needs that. Yeah, fantastic.
0: The one thing I've noticed about like the new care, what the new characters even share in common with Andy Barkley is that they all become orphans. Do you feel that the characters losing their loved ones to Chucky, even though Andy Barkley's mother never died, but she was taken away from him, that it made yeah. a major contribution to developing their strengths throughout the series?
2: Yeah, I mean, where these kids find themselves now is, uh, you know, rather precarious. So we'll see what, uh, you know, I don't know the direction things are going to go, and and um, and I don't know, I don't know where the, where they go from here. I know things that might happen, but I really don't know. Um, but yeah, I would say, I would say that their lives are, you know, permanently altered, much like Andy's was um one way or another you don't just go back to it normal life and go oh that was a crazy summer <laughs> you know or, or <laughs> that was a crazy fall um yeah their, their whole lives have been turned upside down so definitely so they, they can start they could start a journey that Andy started a long, long time ago.
0: Definitely. Considering there's a lot of flashback scenes in the show, do you think we could ever see flashback scenes of like the aftermaths in between the events of Child's Play 3 and Curse of Chucky? Like showing how Andy has prepared for Chucky's return. Like, I mean, I could see you doing flashback scenes, making them like you look like about 10, 20 years younger or even finding another actor like showing when he's like in his late teens.
2: I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. This can go a lot of directions from here. For sure. Um, and the truth is, even if I did know anything like that, I wouldn't tell you anyway. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm, the, I'm the anti-spoiler. <laughs> I give away no information. Non-disclosure agreements. I, I am a vault. No, I am a vault. So and uh, you know, I I I love fan theories though, and I think it's great that you guys are passionate enough about it that you come up with your own theories. Of course, but uh, you know, people come to me to confirm and deny things all the time, you know, like um, people ask me questions all the time, like, oh, what happened? Like, all right. So right now this, you know, we all saw the finale.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm getting messages. I've, I've gotten 250 messages in the past 24 hours from people <laughs> asking me, is Kyle dead? Did Kyle die? Where is Kyle? Did she die? <laughs> and what makes me laugh about that is like, you saw the same show I saw. Like, do you think that I know things? That happened in a world that doesn't exist? Yeah. Like, there is no, I don't have an answer to something that has not happened. So, you technically, you you technically
0: have answered my next question. Like, because I I do feel (laughs) that we, I feel, I do feel that you should have had more screen time in the show. The show is great. Of course. I love the show, but I feel like we need to see more of Andy Barkley. So, here's the hoping that we'll we'll see you more in season two.
2: I appreciate that you feel that way. Of course.
0: Of
1: course will we see uh you without a beard at any point in the
2: show that's a good question i was thinking about getting i was thinking about growing it three times the size actually please do get like a dumbledore beard yeah i don't know we'll see still chasing
1: this doll
2: okay see if i get myself in good shape and uh the other thing is you know the, the way this business works, Kellen, you go on auditions, you know, you understand yeah. how, how this business works. Absolutely. Until I have a signed deal, Andy's not in season two. Exactly. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I don't know anything. I can't. <laughs> we're, we're, this show just ended. Where we're, we're at right now, uh, everything is conjecture even for me. And everything is yeah. just a good idea or a bad idea for me. But they're just, I don't know yet. I really don't know. I don't know anything. The only one who knows anything is, is Don. Don, yeah. Uh, He's the only one at this point who knows anything. Then there'll be a writer's room and other people start getting clued in on what he's thinking. But um, yeah, I really don't know. I'll, I'll play along with you guys though and say, you know, maybe. Like, <laughs> you should ask for a pay increase. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're like, I'm coming back. So yeah. Hey I, I think that goes without saying, Kellen.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so how do you enjoy the new Dexter right now? Oh, speaking of awesome TV shows,
2: I love it. I love the I love the tonal shift of it. I love the new location of it. I love. Um, I think it's very very smart how they're doing things so far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I need to rewatch the last one. I was a little distracted when the last one watched uh, when the last one aired, especially for me and how focused I like to watch these shows. Um, yeah, I was a little sure. too distracted, so I do have to watch it again. But the first three episodes, I thought were were uh, excellent. The mm-hmm. first one, I really, really loved the uh, restraint of the dark passenger until his first sight of blood. Yeah, I think that was just done brilliantly. Um, and I think, of course, Michael C Hall is just fucking phenomenal. He's uh, I mean, back. He, he's just he's it's my favorite actor. I mean, he's he's just. Yeah. I think. I think the fact that you know, cause I, I am like, I'm a super fan of that show. Do you know that? That's why you asked me that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think the fact that I'm playing this beloved character on television at the same time that that actor is playing a beloved, tormented traumatized character on television at the same time, perfect timing just blows my mind. Like yeah. that just blows my mind that that, happened
1: i was thinking that too actually when it started i was like damn yeah. this is like right while
2: chucky's happening <laughs> and i'm playing and i'm playing a, a kind of a similar character i you mean are. Andy's not Andy's not a killer but yeah he, he's he's disconnected he's very damaged he's emotionally void he's um traumatized he has ptsd from something that happened when he was young uh it's like as a very very similar character and, and we're playing it two nights apart like and and when when you're when you're a huge fan of someone and you have that much admiration and respect for someone to all of a sudden become their contemporary kind of is that the word right word? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I just it was incredible. Just, just incredible. And if we're talking about Dexter and we're talking about Michael C. Hall, yeah. I have to talk about his new phenomenal band. Butterfly Museum. Princess goes to the butterfly museum. Yes. One of the best first albums of any anyone I ever it's it's phenomenally it's so good. <laughs> good it's so great he is so fantastic and so and the music is fantastic and uh and you know it's a real electronic I, I heard someone compare him to compare it to early Nine Inch Nails the other day and, and it's like this guy this guy's doing everything that I want to be in life yeah. like <laughs> he's Dexter he's this unbelievable actor he's playing my favorite character on tv And now he's now he's going to be the front man of an awesome electronic band that's being compared (laughs) to Nine Inch Nails. Like, what the fuck? I could see him opening for them for sure. I could, too.
4: Have you Uh, seen them live yet?
2: Have they played? They've only played a handful of shows. Yeah, they they played in
4: New York recently my buddy went to the show and actually uh waited around and got to meet him and got some pictures with him and photographs. yeah yeah
2: Yeah, that's awesome no I didn't get to see him in New York and now they just did a handful in the UK I think they still have one or two more in the UK this week and then I got to find out where their next tour schedule is because yes I will I will be there um I have to meet this guy I need to chat with him I need to chat with him about about Dexter Morgan and about Andy Barkley because about life. I, I, I respect him so much as an actor and about life. You're, you're not, you're not kidding. Like, yeah. honestly. Um, yeah.
1: They should just have the two shows like converge and like, just have Michael C. Hall come in and just like take over and be like, I'm taking over here. I'm going to get this fucking doll. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> get maybe have forever. Chucky, have Chucky strapped to his table. <laughs> <That'd be> amazing. <laughs> um, so what was it like growing up in the eighties and more specifically in New
2: Jersey? Hmm. Um, I mean, the 80s were fun to, to grow up in. Uh, anyone who was my age would agree that the 80s were, were like just kind of fun. You know, pro wrestling was exciting. <laughs> like, yeah. um, uh, you know, I was a kid in the 80s. There was good television. There was good comedy. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, the 80s, the 80s were fun. It was a laid back atmosphere. I mean, I, I lived, grew up in a small town right next to Hackensack. And, um, you know, we were allowed to go out for lunch in like fourth grade, like just go, they just let you out. You just, and we walk uptown Mm -hmm. and get a slice of pizza uptown and walk back to school, like in fourth, fifth grade that we were doing, like, it was very, um, very laid back in in that sense in a small town in in North Jersey. But I mean, yeah, we had, yeah, first of all, we had the best food in the world. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you mentioned North Jersey. I mean, one of the highlights of growing up there is bread like so bagels, and pizza, bagels and pizza is just uh, on another on another level you must love carbs to live there you must yeah and yeah. and and I, that's why i got really chubby yeah just like non-stop carbs in my life until you move to florida you're like i'm getting out of here yeah and then i moved to florida and i stayed chubby for a while and then they tell you you're going to be on a tv show and all of a sudden you lose a bunch of weight because <laughs> you don't want to eat anything anymore yeah
1: um so you got into acting solely because you saw one of your neighbors on tv and you thought that that was really cool at the time so you started yeah. auditioning regularly and you made the commute to new york city how often were you going in for like parts and weren't you in like kindergarten um
2: first grade yeah about first grade uh, uh kindergarten first grade i guess is when i started Um yeah was going pretty often a couple times a week two or three times a week yeah and then in, in in the car um after school in traffic Mm -hmm. going into new york city going through the lincoln tunnel or sometimes over the bridge but usually always through the lincoln tunnel um never subways no that's good no we never did subways my my family drove us in um i think we probably try i think we probably tried taking a bus or something once or twice and it just sucked so we drove instead but uh yeah it was uh it was very fun for a while and then it became not not fun anymore it became like i you know i just got out of school like i don't want to do this like i, I want to go hang out with my friends i you know i want to play baseball i want to like um i don't want to have a job anymore I've, yeah. I've had a job since i'm five yeah like so yeah yeah it was uh it was fun for a while but when it when it was time to stop i knew it um mm-hmm. yeah
1: and you got the, the role for the original child's play after a few auditions in New York and a final callback in Los Angeles. For those who don't already know, explain how you, your final callback ended up working in your favor and like what happened.
2: All right. The Aunt Maggie's a real bitch story. Yeah. I know you you've know said it a my stories times. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yes. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll tell it briefly. Cause I've told that story too many yeah, times. It's yeah, exactly. my life. Um, huh. I I had my mother in the the audition with me and I had to say the line, Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. And I did not want to swear in front of her. So I got up and I ran out and locked myself in a bathroom. And we told the producers, like, he knows the lines. I was pretending that I forgot them. And we told the producers, he knows the lines. He just didn't want to swear in front of me. And I had fooled them into thinking that I forgot the lines and also i think i demonstrated a, a real innocence that is what they were looking for and nice. andy um it, it, him being a really innocent sympathetic character juxtaposed against this horrific you know sinister murderer um really helped sell the story so they they liked my innocence mm-hmm. and i was incredibly cute <laughs>
0: So it seemed like that you and Catherine Hicks had some really great chemistry on camera. So did you both get to know each other prior to filming?
2: We did. Yeah, we we tried to bond quite a bit. It was the first time she ever played a mother in anything. And it was my first film ever. So it was important to both of us to have a nice, good relationship with each other. And we did. We went out to lunches and dinners and stuff like that and spent a lot of time together. She gave me this little... Um, jewel that my acting coach found on the floor in the woman's room I think uh, and she told me it was this magic ball and if I hold on to the magic ball I'll be safe and, and we will do a really good job in this movie and uh yeah she took steps to bond with me right from the very beginning and it was effective
1: you only really saw Brad Doriff at the uh table reads when working on child's play because most of his work was done in the booth aside from like his shootout scenes at the toy store in the beginning so yes they would have brad's voice on playback to help you stay in character when shooting your scenes to make it easy to react to the doll
2: yes and thank god for that because yeah, yeah if it were a script supervisor just being like auntie i'm going to kill you andy andy <laughs> did you say andy <laughs> Okay. It just wouldn't work. Like, you know, having having his voice there um was instrumental in in making this believable enough to uh the audience and, and to ourselves as actors. Mm-hmm. Having his voice there was crucial.
1: And I know Tom Holland was a little hard on you in the crying scene, uh, where Chucky visits you at the children's hospital telling you that your parents were getting divorced and really trying to get you to break down. Uh, Did this help you or were you already confident enough to give a believable crying performance?
2: Um, I mean, I'm sure it helped, you know, I was, uh, that's, that's an accounting of it, you know, in my memory, in my memory of it, I was so anxious about doing this crying scene to begin with that. I didn't need much more of a push to start crying. Like I was just very anxious about it. I knew it was on like page 48. I knew it was coming or whatever, whatever it was. And, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, he was kind of laying into me about my parents getting divorced and stuff like that. Um, and some people would see that as like cruel, mm-hmm. I guess. But I didn't because I was anxious enough about this being good. Yeah. So I would take any help I can get. Like if you were going to say things that are going to make this easier for me to start breaking down, like, yeah, do it. Like I I got I was a smart, really smart kid. And and I I I got the intention of it was to get me somewhere as an actor. And then I and then I did. And then everyone talked about how great it was. So so yeah, I I i had never like blamed him for that.
1: Were were your parents actually getting divorced at the time, or was that just a joke? Yeah, they were. Wow, my parents got divorced at age six too. That's crazy.
2: Um so I think that's a common age where parents are like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck like- this shit. <laughs> <laughs> We went through this for six years. This is, we did our part. It'll be all right.
1: Um, so I know you give full credit to your, your acting coach, Margaret
2: too. Did she help you a lot with your, your performance? Oh yeah. She, she was hugely helpful and and in, 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 uh, in every way. I mean, she was, she was helped, you know, not just in my performance, but in like teaching my mom and us, like, how what it's like to be on a movie set? We didn't know what things like, the, you know, we didn't know what all those things meant on call sheets and like the dialogue, the 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 language used for certain things. Like we didn't know what that stuff meant. We didn't really know what it was like to be on a film set. And so she was really helpful with all of that and making us comfortable yeah. and feeling like we understood what we were doing. And you know, gave my mother confidence that she understood what she was doing while she was there.
3: Yeah.
2: Um So yeah, Margaret was a massive help Mm -hmm. and she helped me, um, with my dialogue for this TV series actually.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, She's, she's been a a friend, you know, our whole lives. And when I, when I wanted to go over this stuff with someone and I, I figured who better to reach out than to my acting coach from part one and two. So I did. I think
1: our one co-host froze because he's in the same position he was a minute ago. I got you. So,
2: <laughs> he looks very amused, though.
4: <laughs> so uh, I'm sure preparing for the film and, and rehearsing scenes had to be quite interesting since you had to work with the animatronic a lot as well as Ed Gale doing the live costume movements. Would you say it was difficult to get into the terrified mindset? Um
2: I don't know. I honestly, I don't I don't really know. I don't really remember. I don't think so. I mean, I I wasn't really terrified, um, but I knew that the goal was to sell it that way. Sure. You know, I knew the goal was to convince the audience that um, this doll was real and it was I was terrified it was going to kill me. Like, I I understood that. So, yeah, I never thought the doll was real for one second, but I did know I did know that that was our job was to make it look that way for you. Um, so yes, there was no no fear or anxiety over that.
4: So like if you had to guess, how many times a year do people ask you, were you scared of the doll? Almost every
2: time. Uh depends how many conventions I do. Let's see. <laughs> I'd say I'd say at a convention, at a decent sized, busy convention, I'm asked that probably five, six hundred times throughout the weekend. <laughs>
1: fuck that <laughs> so Then
2: do that times about 20 and that's just conventions right. then there's instagram facebook people in person
1: so so if you weren't scared of the doll as a kid what was alex vincent as a six-year-old scared of about something
2: oh huh. um spiders no like uh um small places i was claustrophobic from from a very young age are you still to this day yes oh. yeah yeah, um yeah. and 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 it's usually an eras- it's, it's 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 weird. Sometimes I I won't be at all and I could handle something but sometimes I'm just irrationally uncomfortable mm-hmm. by like yeah, like like I used to sit on the window seat on planes. Now I have to have an aisle seat cuz I get freaked out just by two people sitting there next to me. Like really. The fact that I can't easily get up whenever I want. Like yeah. Yeah. I don't like
1: the middle seat. I like the, I like the window, but I don't like the middle seat.
2: I used to like the window, but now, yeah, yeah, I just get too, uh, too claustrophobic about things. Especially Mm
4: -hmm. if you're like a frequent peer and then it's just really awkward. If you're, if you're sitting at the window seat, it's like, fuck, I got to make two people get up. Even at the window seat, even if I know I don't have to get (laughs) up and I could sit
2: here for the next two hours, it's fine. The fact that I can't for some reason, like I could, but not, not really, not easily. (laughs) I don't know.
3: Myself. I have little,
2: little fears like that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think fighting Chucky at a young age did harden me to a lot of situations that I'm not, I'm not easily afraid of.
1: That's awesome. Were you able to be on set for scenes that you weren't in? Cause I know you were like very interested in the puppeteering process. Uh, yeah. Sometimes when there was a big,
2: big stunt or something, I would yeah. go, That's you cool. know, like when they blew up the house in in uh, Chicago I was there for that. When Aunt Maggie jumped out the window, I was there for that. Wow. Um, yeah. What about the uh, Chris
1: Sarandon scene where he's like getting the car car wreck? No, wasn't no. there for any of that. No. no, it looked like that took a while to shoot. Probably did.
4: Yeah. Probably you know, speaking did. Of, the, of the puppeteering, I'm hoping that Kevin Yeager makes a return to Chucky at some point. You know, you guys mentioned yeah. Catherine Hicks earlier and, you know, he's married to Catherine Hicks and helped. Create Chucky as we know it. So it'd it'd be so rad if he eventually came back into the fold for the TV show.
2: It would be. Kevin's a great guy, but you know now Tony's team is doing a great job. So so, I don't know. I don't know how that would ever work out. I mean, I would be great if they were working together. I mean, that would be awesome. I think I think Chucky looked Uh,
4: looks the best in this TV series that he's probably looked since maybe the third one. I mean, he just looked fantastic.
2: I think he looks fantastic too. I think it looks fantastic. And, and, um, and, and I, Kevin would have made him look fantastic too. I, I have unbelievable t- uh, respect for his talent. I mean, he is incredible. Uh, and he's just really sweet, sweet, sweet guy. Um, so, yeah. I, I, but at the same time, Tony, this has been Tony's thing for the past few years and I can't imagine that being stripped away from him. Sure. So uh, yeah. In a, in a best case scenario would be, they were able to work together. Um, that would be amazing and that, and th- that
4: definitely happens in the in in the horror industry is, is special effects artists sure. get together and yeah. create so you know here's to hoping yeah it
2: would have been it would have been really great if they could bring kevin on definitely yeah.
0: so were you not present during like the filming of the other death scenes like for jack colvin's like i'd imagine they'd keep you away from that since you were young yeah i wasn't
2: there for that yeah yeah that's the
0: doctor yeah. Like when the, like the blood was like coming out of the eyes and the mouth. Yeah. They didn't show me that.
2: No, Yeah, yeah they're not, they're, they're not showing me anything that I don't have to see. You yeah, know, of course. Yeah. With the exception <laughs> of like, if I wanted to, like that stunt, the guy going out the window, that was like a big deal on set. We were all excited about it. There was no way I wasn't going to see that.
1: Like yeah. as, as Jamie Lee Curtis would say, it would be trauma, 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 trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you make any uh, messy breakfasts as a kid, similar to that of Andy Barkley?
2: No, I didn't. No, no, you're pretty good about it. No, I think I think because of that, I got really good at breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, I'm never gonna be like that. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, not favorite ac- scene. That by is the not way. an accurate representation of me.
2: No, I still make pretty good breakfast. Honestly, you're like, What's your to
4: You're like, I'm the neatest breakfast maker ever. Now,
2: yeah, well, I just you- I like I like eggs and toasts, honestly. So nice. any form of that. I make really good over easy eggs over like toast that's like lightly buttered and that hell yeah. It's always delicious bacon. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: That's I'm Kellen's bad. favorite scene, by the way. Like he, I don't, I don't know about right.
2: that, but okay. It is. Admit it's it. One of your favorites.
1: <laughs> it's great. I mean, I love every scene. The yeah. movie's perfect. Come on. Yeah.
0: So, how did it feel to be called back in for Child's Play 2? I mean, with Universal Pictures picking up the rights to the films, I can imagine it was a huge step and exciting.
2: Oh, it was super exciting. and yeah, to to go to the Universal lot, which I, you know, I was such a huge Back to the Future fan. So forget everything else that was ever filmed there. The fact that they were filming that there at that time and I was on that set. Like, it's just amazing. Um, It was super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: being a Back to the Future fan, uh, I'll send you something through Messenger in a bit. Like, I I think you'll appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, yeah,
1: so you were shooting Child's Play 2 on the Universal backlot, and you got to have lunch with Michael J. Fox while he was shooting Back to the Future 3. I know yes. you were a big Back to the Future fan at the time, so that must have been legendary. Uh, what it do you remember about It
2: yeah, I just remember him being very, very sweet. Um, he was showing me pictures of his new kid, like a new child he had. Um, I remember talking to him about how they did some things and because i had just seen back to the future too like don took me to see back to the future too and really sick yeah and so i had questions about that like about you know different things that happen in that and yeah i i I got to walk through the whole set and sit in the delorean and um it was a dream come true it was one one of one of several meeting my idol moments in my life that's so cool yeah
1: and uh, you guys shot the second film exclusively in L.A. with the location still being set in Chicago. Was it nice to not have to deal with the cold for an entire movie now? Oh, of
2: course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. My dad, my dad told me recently that his memory of it was the wind chill factor was 70 below zero. Oh, my God. In, in 1987 in Chicago. Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I was thrilled to not, not have to deal with that. Sure. But you did grow up with like the cold, like we did,
1: you know, with New Jersey Absolutely. and New York, yeah. so yeah. many long winters, six month winters. I don't, yeah. mi- I don't miss it. <laughs> I don't miss it at all. Yeah. Um, I'm going back there in a week, so I don't know if there's going to be snow yet, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so I've actually worked on two sets on location at the building that you guys use for the crisis center. And we actually shot a filming location video there, you know, before that. And that's what sucks is because we, we didn't actually get to go inside. So our footage only has the outside. But the inside actually looks exactly the same as it did in the movie. Really? Which is pretty surprising. Yeah. You've gone to a lot of filming locations. Yeah. yeah. I like to do
0: that. Funny story yeah. when Kellen and I shot that filming locations video. I literally had to pick him up just so he could get the camera over the window. Like I literally yeah, had to pick really? him up by I had to pick him up by his legs. And I'm like, Are you did you get it? Did you get it?
1: <laughs> like, yeah. And then I and then I actually got to go in like months later. I'm like, damn, I wish I waited. <laughs> but uh yeah. So did you and Christina least play games or hang out when the cameras weren't rolling or on like off days of the production?
2: Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't remember specifically like, but yeah. I remember, I remember really enjoying her a lot and you mm-hmm. have a lot of free time, you know, on mm-hmm. a set waiting, a lot of sitting around and waiting. So mm-hmm. yeah, we did. We did. We pulled around most weekend on a set, you know, yeah. and, and get away with it. She always reminded me of like a cool
1: babysitter, you know, the kind that just lets you get away with what you want, but is always there to keep you from like getting hurt.
2: That sounds probably exactly what she'd be like. Yeah. yeah. She's cool.
0: Yeah. Do you feel the vibe of the sequel was different from the first film? I mean, cause me personally, I like how they treated the Chuck, they treated Chucky like the shark from jaws. You never really see the shark towards the second half of the film. Whereas you don't see Chucky speak and perform on camera as a doll until the second half of the movie. He's this very mysterious character that just sneaks around. And sometimes you only see his point of view, which I think that's what made him so terrifying in the first film, where in the sequel, it practically just goes straight into him in
2: action. Yeah. But the, the positive of that too, is that he has more personality and, you know, his personality going into it. Definitely. You know, you don't need as much, character development already so you can just kind of get to the goods you know absolutely for sure yeah
1: so unfortunately we lost john lafia recently he was such an incredible incredible part of what made child's play two so fun and uh viscerally
2: insane so what was it like getting to work with him he was a very very sweet guy gentle guy um yeah yeah, yeah laugh a lot it was a very like jovial feeling mm-hmm. on that set um whereas the child's play one set was a little more intense yeah um so yeah he was just very very kind liked to laugh a lot uh he used a megaphone a lot i remember (laughs) oh really well we were in this big ass warehouse so you know he kind of needed it but it was like an old school director's move you know i'd like Mm -hmm. the megaphone and it was it was cool it was super cool he was a very kind guy
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So which think, which film do you do you prefer? Since you were in obviously Child's Play one and two, do you prefer the second I, over the first, or which one?
2: I, I'd give uh, I'd give part two the edge.
4: Yeah, Fair really? Yeah, it's my favorite in the series.
2: Yeah,
1: I think Chucky's definitely at his scariest in Child's Play two. I, I just think the look of that doll was the best overall.
2: I love it. Yeah, I think yeah. all in all, it was the best. It was yeah. the better one, but mm-hmm. but there are things about part one that i just loved so exactly
0: well especially because you know i noticed that the character of andy has a lot of character development in the sequel like he didn't come off as terrified compared to the first film like so was it the writer's idea as to making andy's character more brave or did you play a huge part in making uh andy this character who had had the I've been through this before I'm going to face my fears and destroy him once and for all kind of personality. I mean, after all you did mess up Chucky pretty bad at the end.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't really see it that way. I think Andy was, uh, really doing what he could Mm -hmm. in the second one, but I think he was already really pretty fucked up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Um, so yeah, I, I, I remember, I remember adding that element to how I approached this character—an element of trauma, um, which wasn't really part of the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was sadness from losing his father, and he was already having a hard time. But th- this time, he was he was already like really traumatized by what was happening. So I had to kind of dull. Dull him out a little bit, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing it and feeling like I overdid it a mm-hmm. little bit. I feel like oh, I made him too dull. Mm-hmm. And you. in retrospect, in retrospect, I didn't, but it felt that way at the time. Do you
1: have much memory of like working with Jenny Agutter or uh, Garrett Graham? Um,
2: nah, not in particularly. Honestly, no. No. not super close with them. No.
4: Was it difficult to run with uh, Chucky on your back, or was it not too heavy for you?
2: <laughs> i think they make it as easy as possible but i don't remember
4: right on uh so when you found out another actor was playing andy in, in child's play three what was your initial reaction did you want to challenge new andy to a fight and have you ever met justin whalen
2: i definitely didn't want to challenge him to a fight
4: <laughs> it's not too um, late you
2: still can <laughs> he, was also he was also a lot older than me um, holy shit no, I never met him. I've never met Justin. Yeah. <laughs> never met him. I think I talked to him once on like MySpace or Facebook or something many, many years ago. And then I haven't seen him on social media since. But uh yeah. Yeah, I never I never met him. The MySpace
1: days were interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> growing yeah. up growing up being the kid from the Chucky films, the other kids at school must've taken notice to your acting career. Were you, were they like generally nice about it or did you ever get teased for being the kid from the killer doll movies?
2: Um, it was kind of known that I didn't want to talk about it. Okay. Gotcha. So, but they would still sometimes, but you know, in middle school, in middle school, it was like the same 80 kids that from like first grade to eighth grade. So they knew me during yeah. and before and, you know, So they didn't make too much of a big deal out of it. And also, I I don't think all the kids were seeing it back then. It was an R-rated film. You know, I mean, it it wasn't like now where like kids just tell their parents what's up and they watch what they want to watch. Like, so was it not until like high school when people caught on? And then in high school, it was like four different towns coming together. And then it was a lot of like, you know, yo, Chucky, yo, Chucky, let me get a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Things like that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so oh, so no man. sign no signing autographs at school did anybody uh ever ask no, you to, hell no. No? Hell no 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 okay, no that, that's good that wasn't good. that wasn't happening where's where's the strangest place that you've ever signed an autograph like location I yeah i can't remember. any any random location, ones? location location
1: of the body
4: or uh, i mean we... e- either or either location on somebody's body or you know you're at a <laughs> Krispy Kreme or dunkin donuts oh, and like somebody like
2: that? Yeah. yeah no no um Nah, no, nothing jumps out. I got gotcha. you. I mean, I've signed, I've signed some body parts. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's happened. But... So, uh, did, did... I think the strange thing, honestly, is when they get it tattooed. But, um, that's their choice. Yeah, so
4: yeah. I...
2: If they want to do that, they can. I, I, I can't say I advise for that. Yeah. But it's like
1: they tag you in it, and then yeah. you just like right back. You're like, come on, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Dude, I saw, I saw uh, a chick ask Johnny Depp to sign her body. And he tried talking her out of it. He's like, I've got a really, really ugly signature. And that that really <laughs> yeah. ugly signature's going to be on your body forever. And she was like, no, please. And he was like, OK, you got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was at a uh, Hollywood vampires meet and greet. That was that was a lot of. fun. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so does <laughs> I, I uh, does does anyone in your family ever make jokes about about Chucky with you? Like, is there any kind of like inside family jokes?
2: No, no, they know better. know better no yeah they they, yeah (laughs) they're they're over it yeah i got (laughs) it i got you
1: (laughs) so what what did you do for work after your your acting career taking a back seat at the time like um before you started doing convention i worked a lot of
2: places i mean i waited tables for the longest amount of time i waited tables for like 17 years wow um shit i worked at pizza places i worked at movie theater i I, I umpired softball and little league baseball oh wow I uh I worked for a bread delivery company called grateful bread <laughs> for a long time <laughs> uh I did like a car service picking people up at the airport thing for a while uh, I worked at a uh import export kind of like office thing for like a year and a half I hated that mm-hmm. um and a lot of restaurants I mean it's probably seven or eight different restaurants in my life. I worked at and some for a long time. I worked at steak and ale for like eight years. Wow. Wow. So, but it was so much fun. It's best job ever. Did you wait on usually pretty good people? Oh yeah. It was great. It it was just, we just were a bunch of fuck ups and degenerates and (laughs) really enjoyed, enjoyed working in that restaurant. Yeah, no, for sure.
0: (laughs) yeah so what was life being out of the spotlight like i mean it just it had to be like a drastic change going from being in like box office hit films to living more of a quiet normal life did, yeah. did you miss it what, what's the change really i mean what what's the change
2: you never let it go to your head that's the good thing
0: well yeah that's the good thing were you well, ever why would, it, why, would
2: it, why would it go to i mean yeah it wasn't like that you know it wasn't like yeah It wasn't like my lifestyle changed. I lived in the same house before, after. Mm -hmm. When I turned 18, you know, I got a a tiny amount of money, like amount of money that would last five, five, six months for someone who just turned 18. That's how long the money lasted, about five, six months. It wasn't a lot of money, like whatever, you know, it was not, not, I didn't, my life wasn't changed like drastically like
0: Okay.
3: All right. So
2: I lived the same way. Yeah. All that right. I did the whole time. All right. That's good. Yeah.
0: Were you ever recognized by anyone when you were out of the spotlight?
2: Uh, No, not really. Right. I was, I was, but people would tell people that, that, you know, I still yeah. had to deal with it. I still had to deal with being Andy Barkley to people all the time. Yeah. That, that started when I was six, my earliest memories are like that. And it was always like that, mm-hmm. that, that was always the same, but that doesn't mean that you get, you Know you get let in early to an event, it doesn't mean that you get a tape. There's no table waiting for you just because yeah. you were in a movie somewhere, yeah. Um, they just well, all it really is, is a lot of questions from a lot of people all the time. Mm. Um, it's it's people kind of looking at you like you're different sometimes, of yeah, but uh, but you don't really get, you know, it wasn't like my family made a million dollars and moved moved on up to a better house it wasn't like that
1: yeah so you started smoking weed at age 13 who got you into
2: doing that um <laughs> well it, w- it was more like stealing it from like my brother and like yeah you know <laughs> finding ways to like take it from people it's not like they gave it to me it was more yeah, like yeah. i knew they had it i knew what they were doing i wanted it <laughs> i wanted to try there, it so and I'm I, interested. I would steal it <laughs>
4: Would you steal? Yeah. Would you steal all of it, or just like a little bit of it? Oh, oh yeah, you, little,
2: you just steal a little. I mean, <laughs> all you steal, you steal, but you steal like roaches or something because that's already rolled. I don't know how to roll anything, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I would steal little roaches and like light them with my friends, um and then that turned into oh, my friend's brother got a bag of weed, and and then, yeah. you know it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy to start smoking weed. If you want, if there's a will, um, especially would, in the nineties in the tri-state area, <laughs> you you would skip class and stuff too. I did all the time. Yeah. Yeah. it's fantastic. All the time. I didn't really, I didn't care. I didn't care about high school at all. There was sure. no, to me, it, 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 uh, was not going to shape my life at all. Like yeah. whether or not I did good, I had no aspirations for college. Like, so I, yeah, so it wasn't going to make a difference. And once yeah. I figured that out yeah, and I was funny and stuff and like, yeah. once I figured that out, I was just like messing with people and just making it all a big joke yeah. to me. Um, until senior year, then it was like, well, if you fail one more class, you're not going to be able to graduate on time. Oh, oh, so wow. I had to make sure I failed. I passed everything, I passed yeah. everything senior year. But it was still a party it was always a party and yeah i I just uh i had teachers that didn't really care you know yeah they realized i didn't they realized i didn't care they weren't trying to change the world yeah they were like just don't don't give me too much of a hard time and we'll we'll be all right did you ever get into any fights (laughs) yeah other kids not really not not much honestly no i I mean it's it's it happened but barely because now. especially in high school, because I was friends with all the like thug kids that were smoking weed that had weed and stuff. And nobody, yeah. was gonna, nobody was going to mess with them. And they were, that was my group of people. So is the no uh, Sopranos,
1: gonna... is the Sopranos an accurate representation of your childhood?
2: <laughs> the Sopranos, uh, <laughs> it, it is on Sundays, like for food and shit and the way family talks to each other and stuff. <laughs> um
1: where's the fucking ZD?
2: yeah i mean that's that's it's a thousand percent real but uh but yeah no yeah kind of yes and no I, I have some some connections to that lifestyle up there that's i mean i'm connected i'm not and then yeah. neither, neither was my family but my family was in business in north jersey i mean there's people are every people yeah. everywhere that are like that so the culture i, I know very very well yeah yeah
1: uh, you went to see Bride of Chucky with a girlfriend back in 1998. Was that an I awkward, awkward date or did you guys have a good time seeing it? Kellen, I
2: don't even remember that about my life. How's that? <laughs> but you're probably right. But you're probably right. I've, I heard this There's years big ago. Of a he, is. Remember- he knows shit about me that I don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember hearing this like a long time ago. Really? Yeah. So I can't answer it because I don't even remember that.
0: <laughs> so. But
2: it, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Kellen.
0: I was, it is true though, right? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I, I maybe it was. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's funny. I don't okay. remember seeing it in the movie theater, but maybe I did. Maybe I did. <laughs> okay. I, I'll tell you, I'm I'm not even lying. I'm forgetting my life more and more and more and more. I think the more life yeah. you live, like I travel a lot. I meet yeah, like 20,000, 30,000 people a year. Yeah. Um I'm forgetting th- I'm I'm forgetting things that I should remember. So what you're saying is probably true. Are you yeah. I, are
4: you lining up a bunch of uh appearances for 2022 right now? Of course, of course.
2: Uh honestly, I haven't even I haven't even thought about it much yet. I got you. This has been such a hectic run this time that I'm happy yeah. to have January off. Um yeah. and then yeah, there's a couple things already that I'm on, but yeah, Dude, but I, I'm not I'm not I'm not working to do that right now. Yeah. I know people I will.
4: People are going to start their Chucky TV series posters. So I know that uh, they're going to be ready to
1: make a ton because it's going to
2: be great. I'm sure when you guys
1: go back, your lines are going to be nuts.
2: Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, Yeah. probably should be good. Yeah.
0: So tell us about the ultimate return to the world of Chucky. I mean, like it had to have been thrilling just to get the phone call to reprise the role of Andy Barkley for the short post credits scene in the end credits of the unrated version.
2: Of course it was. I was thrilled to, I was thrilled to have the opportunity to be a part of it again. Um, there was, there's no doubt. Like uh, Don knew that I, I would be really excited about the idea and I was excited for him that he was making another one. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I was thrilled to get that call. Yeah. I was nervous. I was scared. I was probably instantly very nervous. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I'm going to, you know, but
1: uh <laughs> I remember being yeah. so stoked knowing curse was coming out because it had been what, like eight years since seed something like that. Yeah. Eight, or, eight or been nine. a
4: long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was really yeah. cool. So like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll ask about this one with the ending of curse, leaving the ultimate cliffhanger. Did you already know that you were going to be coming back for cult of Chucky or were you informed later on?
2: Uh, I knew that that was hopeful. I was hopeful about it. I was hopeful about it. You never know anything. I can't tell you, you never know anything in this business. It's like, you can, you can think all you want that something's going to happen. But for me, I've learned that like until, until it does, I, I I assume that it won't. So I was hopeful. I was hopeful that we would, we would follow up from that and that I'd have more than just a one scene cameo thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you went to
1: Full Sail University to study audio engineering. Uh, did you see any ma- major drastic changes in the fields of recording since you we were working there? Huh.
2: Um, well, yeah, I mean, everything everything is getting more simple. I mean, in general, uh, there's more and more software now out there. I mean, mm-hmm. there's more more. But the world of recording in general uh no i i don't think i don't think it it changes i don't think it's changed for a long time i mean the process of you know shortcuts with plugins and stuff that you didn't have before of course yeah but but you know the actual signal flow is still signal flow regardless Mm -hmm. um so so and i don't i don't you know even though i have a recording studio i don't um you know, you get to where stuff works for you, and you can endlessly keep layering on colors to to the palette if you want to. I mean, mm-hmm. you you really can, and you can, or you can just simplify things and know that my goal is to make this sound good, mm-hmm. and I don't need necessarily every new plugin that comes out. Like mm-hmm. you don't really need all that to get there. No. You just need a good ear, and you just need to you know know what you're trying to accomplish and uh have have the tools to get you there but you know there's reasons why why a lot of top recording studios are still using ssl consoles from you know decades ago because the the process is still the same signal flow still works the the way it works
1: you know and i wanted to say thank you so much for for doing the uh, theme song that we recorded back in may at your recording studio that was so much fun it was was fun it was incredible. We pieced it together pretty quick. Yeah, pretty we did that cool. in like four hours. Yeah, uh, that's that's the theme song you guys hear on this show, and it's all yeah. because of Alex. Thank you, man. That is pretty cool. It's all I'm, because I'm, of you. I just hit record, <laughs> 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 and I want to just uh, say or ask, oh, wh- when will your your podcast come back? The final note. I loved it. Oh, thank you.
2: Um, well, there's gonna be a vi- there's gonna be a video version of that oh, cool. soon. Nice. Um, not ex- not exactly what. You saw previously, but uh, we're going to start with uh, breaking down these eight episodes of this Chucky show and get some interviews with some people from the show. And I think maybe Christina, Lisa and I will do that together. Perfect. Coming Sweet. Up and so I just got to figure out exactly how we're going to do it. All right. And, and, like and you, are. you could give me a, you could give me some help because you've figured it out. It seems. Any Anything
1: you need, man. I'm always here. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to end this on the speed round so you can get going. Um, we got okay. this bullshit, speed sp- round? bullshit, speed round, or I ask a bunch of bullshit and you just, and you just quickly answer it. Okay. Um, so best bagel place in New York
2: or New Jersey, um, bagel buffet on route 17 or gold, Goldberg's on route 17 Goldberg's right. I'll give I'll give Goldberg's the edge barely
4: best pizza in New York or New Jersey.
2: Amici's is my new favorite, but uh I grew up with Angelo's pizza, honestly, which there's just something about it that I love, which is in Maywood, New Jersey. I mean, it's kind of like your home, your home pizza. But then Brothers in New York and Queens is really pretty damn good too. Sweet.
0: Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? I'm fine with it,
2: yeah. Oh
0: no. The dumbest
1: thing you've ever. done while drunk. Um what? The- <laughs> the the dumbest thing you've done while drunk driven okay that's a good one jeremy
4: if you were a porn star what would your porn star name be and would you have a catchphrase
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i I don't know i i I don't think so i think i'd go with a normal name i I don't think i i don't think i could do that Jeez. favorite favorite color um green black okay.
0: best chucky one-liner
2: how's it hanging phil <laughs>
4: love it uh most embarrassing moment of your life
2: um <laughs> one time i think i got called up on stage for something and i just like busted flat on my face it was at some like summer camp thing oh no and i mean like really bad like bleeding <laughs> like I pulled, like like and, and i was just humiliated at the, at the time in retrospect it's stupid but i got called up like on stage the whole stage and i like tripped over something and just fell face first and just Ooh. smashed my face open how old are you then I, you I was like happen. 10 oh wow yeah. great uh grape jelly or strawberry jelly grape jelly yes Perfect. yes that's the one we want to hear yes yeah. did you? did you ever you have to agree for this to. i win if we agree you it's win fun. you win that's yes, like a staple question we always right. have that one we, we love it right. we're grape guys
0: so right. okay. <laughs> so did you ever at one point uh
2: buy one of the spencer's
0: chucky dolls <laughs>
2: um yeah probably for some yeah yeah i think i've probably gotten one from there for something yeah
4: Favorite nine I,
2: it. <laughs> I, I, saw, I signed it and sold it. Go. But I got yeah, smart it. Man, <laughs> yeah, smart man. Smart <laughs> man.
4: Favorite nine-inch nails song and album.
2: Oh, uh, that's tough, man. That's too tough. Uh Reptile and the Downward Spiral. Oh yeah.
1: Remember we waited 16 hours to see that
0: one time? Yeah, I remember. That was yeah.
1: fabulous. I waited well, in line. That...
0: To, I waited in line to get this guy's ticket because he yeah, was he in waited town in, in line for the ticket. You so know, that must, that must
2: have been weird for you. That must have been weird for you because you've been a pretty big fan of mine for a long time. I mean, we're friends now, Kellen, but yeah, you yeah, were a big, yeah. big fan of mine for a long time. And you got to watch me be a ridiculous fan for someone else all day. <laughs> I got to see you, you tear know? up. I saw yeah, you tear up course. a little
1: bit because they played your favorite song. They or, played, you know, and
2: you they know. had played a song. Yeah, that could I could have answered your question that way to a song called and yeah. All That Could Have Been. Um. But that's why I get asked that question all the time. What's my favorite Nine of Jails song? Yeah. And that's, I could give you a different answer every single time. And I'm right every time. So
1: but that's what blows my mind is you were talking about that while we were in line. You were like, if they play this one song, you know, I'm, I'm going to lose, lose my, my shit. shit. And you've never that's seen it. it. You've seen them like 70 times or something, right? Yeah. Or more?
2: Yeah. You were how, many, good how, how many have you seen them now? How many times? 70.
1: 70 as of right now. Yeah.
0: Quick, as of right now, yeah. quick story. I think you'll appreciate hearing this. My wife and I were driving behind Trent Reznor uh, a few months ago. We saw, we saw a guy with a license plate that said T Reznor. I mean, who else could that be? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Somehow, I don't think it was him. But... Yeah, it probably wasn't him. It could have been. Who knows? <laughs> Helen never... he...
1: thinks you he saw him at a movie theater too. I de- well, I definitely saw him. That was him, hundred <laughs> percent. He was with his girlfriend too. That was obvious.
4: Um, favorite cereal.
2: Um. It's basic four,
4: actually. Okay. Really good. Mm-hmm. Glenn or Glinda?
2: It's the same <laughs> question. <laughs> I don't
3: really know.
2: The most fish you caught in a single fishing trip. Oh, shit. I don't know. A lot. 23,
3: 25, 30. Favorite strain
2: fan? of weed oh, yeah. of all time. Of all time? Uh, stuff that was called lemon haze in 1990s like late 90s (laughs) weirdest fan interaction oh man it's like it's not fair i can't (laughs) this right now yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't know plenty of them plenty of them (laughs) if you
1: could resurrect three people from the dead to have dinner with who would they be Hmm.
2: jim morrison yes definitely um Probably Kurt and Chris Cornell.
4: Mm-hmm. So, what was your your favorite kill out of the Chucky TV series? Um, my favorite kill out of the
2: Chucky TV series, huh? Um, oh, Breeze, definitely Breeze. Favorite food? Sushi, tomato sauce, and Italian food. Wow not together not not at the same time (laughs) uh one thing that
0: you collect one thing that i collect nine inch nails
2: albums (laughs) uh yeah i collect all kinds of nine inch nails um memorabilia but uh yeah that's that's fair i'm not really i'm honestly not really much of a collector
0: yeah fair enough
2: Yeah, I used to, like when I was a kid, I collected baseball cards, but we all did that.
4: Do you own any autographs or is there anybody that you would, you would like to get an autograph from?
2: Yeah, I do own a few autographs. I've got a, I've got a Michael C. Hall autograph. Actually, I've got, I've got people that I've met in person and got their Mm -hmm. autograph. Several of them, a lot from conventions. I get them all all the time. It's awesome. Um, But (laughs) I would, if I would honestly, I'd take a picture with someone first. You know, an autograph is cool, but I'd rather shake their hand, get a photo with them. Sure. Agree. I agree.
1: Fuck, Mary, kill. Trent Reznor,
2: Jack White, Michael C. Hall.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's tough. I've never done one of these before, but I figured this was the perfect time.
2: That's tough. I can't kill any of them. <laughs> That's my full answer. <laughs> I can't kill any of them. So that, that disqualifies the rest of the question. <laughs> what, what are you most proud of? Um, my recording studio.
1: Yeah. And how how can people get in contact you to work, work there and get some session time?
2: AVproductionsonline.com. Or you could just message through Instagram, like me through Instagram, uh, or you can send an email, AVproductionsonline.com. Where can your fans find you on social media? Uh, on Instagram, Alex underscore Vincent. All right. fantastic twitter and facebook twitter and facebook i'm really not using anymore so yeah twitter sucks i never liked it yeah yeah instagram the way to go yeah. yeah
1: thank you so much for your time dude thank yeah. you guys yeah of course getting to know you the last 10 years has been such a pleasure so you know just seeing all the great stuff you've been doing has just been so exciting honestly
2: well thank you so much kellen i appreciate i appreciate it i'm glad i'm doing fun stuff for you now too
1: no absolutely and I, I hope to see you pretty soon in Florida whenever I get back there. We can do some yeah. like nine inch nails covers or something.
2: Yeah. All right. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thanks man. All right. Talk soon. Have a good rest of your day. All right. You too. They november 9th at a theater near you
2: you might feel a little prick chucky will return watch the hit new series from the beginning streaming december 1st on peacock